VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's now time for news headlines with Molly on a big party show on Channel 941. It's firefighters. Rushed this morning to put out a fire at 63rd and Manderson. It's a detached garage. A caught fire quickly spread, melted nearby power lines. They had to wait for OPD, OPPD to shut down the power to the area. The fire was put out with no injuries. No word on uh, um, uh, how the power restoration is going, but the fire is under investigation. And a gas leak caused quite a scare in downtown Omaha. It's been repaired. The leak happened yesterday afternoon near 11th and Briggs. A contractor hit a gas line about 3.30 in the afternoon. Many had to be evacuated from nearby homes and businesses, including the post office near 11th and Pacific Street. Did they say how long it took MUD to get the gas turned off? About 4.30 is when they got it under control. Because remember, MUD doesn't cause the problem. They're not, they didn't break any lines. No. They're the guys getting called in to fix it. Just the question is how quickly. So they're, they're probably getting pretty good at it now. <laughs> I'll bet. Because no. the third or fourth <laughs> gas line. Go. Yeah. They're getting lots of practice, I guess, <laughs> for good or for bad or for whatever that is. But, yeah, it got under control uh, about 4.30 yesterday. So we have a new uh, license plate. Uh, it was unveiled yesterday. It's going to be in commemoration of next year's 150th birthday of Nebraska becoming a state. Well, now you guys can never say my, my Jeep doesn't have balls. <laughs> You're like, yeah, it does. Everybody's does. Kind now. of have oh, on your license plate? Uh-huh. The sower, uh, it is uh, an iconic uh, image of Nebraska. It's the sculpture that sits atop the uh, state capitol down in Lincoln. And it uh, is uh, there on the plate for all to see. Oh, get your mind out of the gutter, people. Yeah. It's just the sower with his seed bag spreading his seed all across this great land. Um, I don't think it's the seed bag. It's the it's hand. I don't know. Hand. Its hand is it's holding hand the is, end is, of the... It's holding the, the seed bag. The bag, out, like he's turning the bag into a hose. It's mm-hmm. not right. I mean, it, it needs to be workshopped. Yes. Maybe they can work on it before it goes into mass production. Uh, a former Omaha police chief is going seeking to lead the Lincoln Police Department. Remember uh, Eric Buskey? He is one of six finalists to become the next police chief in Lincoln. He's, What's he been doing in the meantime? Remember, he took that job down in Texas. Like, he left uh, July, uh, he, he, Omaha police chief from July 2008 until August 2009. Yeah, he left quick. And right? then he left really quick because he got a gig down in Bryan, Texas. Hey, and he it, took off with his uh, family. Uh, yeah, so. Like, bye. What year did he leave? 2009. Yeah, and it was like a big conversation. Like everybody was like, "Why are you leaving so quick?" Yeah, well, I was think wasn't, wasn't he? To- wasn't that toward the end of the old contracts? Remember, yeah. mm-hmm. we've kind of gotten straight now with with a usable contract with both fire department and police department. Wasn't he a part of that old one where? Yes, he was. It was in your best interest to cash out, out cash yeah. your chips. Take your big pension. And that's go. why he got all that grief, you know, because mm-hmm. he's in and out. But you're right. Well, so now he's so seeking now- to be the new police chief in Lincoln. All right. Uh, Their police chief retired earlier this year, so I guess he wants to come back to the good life after living a couple years in Texas. Like one of our former chiefs who did one of those deals, was in there briefly, did a good job, cashed out because of those contracts, pushed you out. Um, I think had a security at Mutual of Omaha. Oh, okay. You you take your pension and then you go get another job. Which is nice.
Uh, one of the largest triathlon events in the nation is going to be coming to Omaha. It's the U.S. Triathlon's Age Group National Championship. It's also one of the most competitive. It's going to span two days here in Omaha in August. The event features two race distances, and during today's announcement, organizers are expected to announce a, quote, new community-focused race option. So to qualify, you know, you uh, the triathlon is going to be held at Carter Lake August 13th and 14th, and then the championship is going to offer locals a chance to either participate as athletes or uh, do their time as volunteers. They're really going to be reaching out for volunteers. That's why yes. they're here, because we really... We like stuff. Oh, We're yeah. putting on events. What was the dates again? August what? 13th and 14th. 13th and 14th. Mm-hmm. Okay. So USA yeah. Triathlon. We're going to have those folks in hopefully this hour. They're here to do a little television today. Um, but this is the big event. Triathlons oh, are a fun. really huge deal. It's like the it's like the mother of all events if you're yeah. a racer. Mm-hmm. You swim first, uh, just under a mile. Then, then you, you have to bike for uh, about 25 miles. And then oh. you run for 6.2 miles. It's a that would be so hard to do, the, yes. the, the biking after swimming. Well, the you reason, know. I mean, because I, 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 my friend did it, I was like, why do they do it like that? I don't think they want you to be worn out when you hit the water. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's like, why you always swim first. Yeah, yeah you swim first. You and don't want to be thrown a cramp. No, no, no. Uh, you want to be on land, and preferably not on, on, on a cycle on two wheels either. So I think that's why they leave the running to last. A Belgian prosecutor says that the third suspect involved in yesterday's terror ta- attack is not in custody. There were earlier media reports that indicated that authorities had arrested the man, but the man uh, known as the, uh, the, but the suspect known as the man in white is suspected to be the one joined by two brothers in yesterday's attacks at an airport and subway station that killed more than 30 people in the capital city of Brussels. So they did not get him? No, he's suspected of making bombs used in the terrorist attacks in Paris la- uh, last November. Yesterday's bombings happened just four days after Belgian authorities arrested Paris uh, terror attack suspect uh, who was born in Belgium. Now, the airport in Brussels is going to be closed at least two more days. Airport officials announced this morning that no commercial flights will fly in or out of the airport. Terrorist bombers attacked yesterday morning. The earliest the airport could possibly resume operations is Friday, but there's still no word on whether or not that will even happen. Airport staff gathered this morning to observe a moment of silence for those killed and injured. More than a dozen more were killed when terrorists set off a bomb at a subway station soon after the airport attacks. And I guess police later found an unexploded uh, bombing device at the airport. Plus, Brussels police found another bomb as well as bomb-making materials and chemicals and an ISIS flag at an apartment about five miles from the airport. we're all wondering, we're like, is the guy in white, was it a decoy? Because he walks along the the two guys in black like their handler. Okay. Like, hey, I got a bomb in mine, too. (laughs) Make sure that they get to the destination. Yeah, deliver them to the deal. I mean, they say, like, even, like, in Iraq and Afghanistan, a lot of those car bombers sometimes... They don't know they're the car bomber. They're told, hey, you're supposed to just go park someplace and pick up so-and-so. Oh, and then they set it off. The guy, or... the trigger man is behind him. Oh, wow. His job is to Sitting fire in it off with a cell Yikes. phone. Yeah. Ooh, because the, the suicide bomber is the lowest level. A guy who mm-hmm. has zero skill set. You know, he's the, the biggest right. moron in the group. Yeah. And you get these guys, these fanatics. I mean, think of the, the mother. There's a mother of those two, these two brothers out there someplace. What is she thinking? I don't know. You're just so heartbroken. I mean, everyone. I mean, it's, it, nobody wins in a situation like this. You know, it's like it's just the loss of life is so it's it's so senseless. And there are two brothers again. Yeah. 
Uh, Starbucks planning to give its unsold food to needy people. Uh, they announced that instead of throwing out oh, just... its unsold perishable food items, it's going to donate the ready-to-eat meals to food banks around the country. Uh, it's a partnership with Feeding America's Food Bank Network and the Food Donation Connection. So the program was inspired by, actually, baristas who argued for this. That, that a lot of times the corporate won't let you because yeah. there's, they don't want to be responsible for or it. sickness It's or like anything. when right. Elaine tried to give the muffin bottoms away. <laughs> yes. Remember? Yes. Uh-huh. When Elaine on Seinfeld was selling muffin tops and she had to find <laughs> out because everybody just wants the muffin top. So she gave the the bottoms, dropped the boxes off as the homeless shelter, and the homeless people show up, and they're like, We don't want the bottoms. Where are the tops? (laughs) (laughs) You can't win for trying to win. (laughs) So I guess this is pretty wild, though. Yesterday they announced they figured a way to make it all happen. They're going to work with Feeding America. They have refrigerated vans. They'll pick up food from about 7,600 Starbucks locations around the country each day. They're going to have it up and running within the year, and they figure that they're going to donate about 5 million meals in just the first year. Fifty yeah, million over the next five years. A buttload of money for everything they I sell. So, and they don't even pay for advertising. Bam. And I guess since they already have the trucks, they're going to try and get other restaurants to get in on board and donate too. So it wouldn't just be Starbucks, like maybe some of the other big chains that would, you know. So kind the all-knowing eye. Mm-hmm. What is the eye seeing? It seems like that's just a no-brainer. They should do this anyway, right? I mean, all the food that gets wasted in those in those places. Yeah, it's. It really is kind of sad, (laughs) I mean, to throw away stuff in a dumpster at the end of the day so a homeless guy can go or or girl can go in there and dig it out, you know, and just leave it out in the... Bad. Well, maybe this is them trying to turn know. turn a front around. You right. know, you know that Starbucks, by the way, yesterday in Brussels, they closed every store because the bombs went off near. They were reporting near Starbucks locations. Oh, really? Oh, and so they were like shutting At it the down. Airport, yeah, they shut down every Starbucks in, uh, I think, in Belgium. And wow. I think they felt like they were a target. That's scary. Oh, wow. Because yeah. they're where do people Starbucks? go at the airport? You right. Bet. Well, and then there was that one member in Australia where they hit that coffee house. Yeah, there was like a terrorist attack down there. I mean, they they try to find. I mean, it just seems like it could be anywhere. Yeah, the, yeah the, the, one be. of the Paris deals was a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. soft targets. Well, so good on Starbucks for, yeah. for feeding the homeless. Uh, today is National Puppy Day. Bark, bark, bark. Dog lovers are encouraged to use this day as an opportunity to save orphan puppies around the world. It's also a day to educate the public about, you know, puppy mills and, you know, making better life for our little four-legged canine friends. Uh, National Puppy Day is now considered an international holiday. It was established 10 years ago in 2006. God, puppies are the greatest. That just oh. It sucks when you own them, though. Well, they don't stay puppy forever. No. Yeah, that's the bad thing. But, I mean, everybody, it. once in your life, you have to experience um, playing breath. with, like, no, like six puppy puppies. Breath. Have you ever played with an army of puppies no. where they just yeah. they wash over you? They're just so fun. Like, if you get six or eight puppies and they just, you know, they attack oh. you, just, it's like the cutest thing. They've got those but you can't take all of them home. No. Yeah. No, you can't as much as you want. And I just wanted to end with this. Um, you remember former Toronto Mayor Rob Ford? Mm-hmm. He passed away. Yeah. Um. He. Uh. You know. He basically people. He came to fame because of his. Uh. You know. He partying. Had drug, yeah. Partying antics, and he was leader of you know Canada's largest city, and became quite a, a lampoonable character. But he was forty six. You know. He uh, stepped away from the office because of cancer. Um, and I guess it, he finally did lose his battle with uh, with abdominal cancer, but he was 46 years old. That is your news update on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 94.1. All right, Channel 94.1. Hello, who's this? Yes. 
uh, some uh, comment about the license plate. Yes, yeah, go I ahead. Think I think it might be like a scam uh, because if you think about it, they charge you extra for those little, you know, Husker plates, and then there's those other plates with uh, Union Pacific train on it. So I think this, uh, you know, whoever decided about this license plates were like, you know, let's pick the worst picture ever to force them to buy uh, a... <laughs> Pretty slick to drive Perfect. every so no one would want the default plate. Exactly. Yes, it's so like it was. It, it had to be a scam for them to do all this, and uh, you know they had a contest probably in the office. Like, let's come up with the worst picture ever. And yep, that's my comment. Thank hey, you, guys. Thanks, I love thanks, you guys. Uh, that's uh, that's a great too. take. That They're is like, absolutely. all right, you can have the default one. It's got a wiener on it. <laughs> so you're like, okay, we'll do the. the I'll rest pay whatever plate. extra to uh, not have the wiener pick. All right, so today at 9.30 down at TD Ameritrade, big press conference for a big event coming to town. USA Triathlon is bringing its largest and longest-running national championship event to Omaha. This is huge. August 13th and 14th, and we're joined by Rob Erbach, the USA Triathlon CEO, and Barry Siff, President of USA Triathlon Board of Directors. Morning, guys. Hello. Good morning. That's Barry and Rob. Say hello. Great to be here. Good yeah. Morning. Thanks for coming in. So, yeah. what's tell us about the big deal? Yeah. What's going on? We're bringing, as you said, five thousand triathletes from all fifty states. They have to qualify to come to Omaha to race for a national championship. What's at stake? They're all trying to qualify to represent the U.S. in a world championship age group triathlon. Did you say five thousand? How many make the cut then? So of the wow. 5,000, how many make that team? 20, great question. 25 per age group will fighting for that finish to be honored to be part of Team USA. Wow. That's Holy pretty cool. Smokes. Unbelievable. Now, and how did this happen? How did you guys pick Omaha for uh, for this event? How did we get on the radar for that? It was a competitive process, and we put bids out throughout the country. Okay. We raced around the country. We used, move it generally every two years. Omaha was one of five or six cities that bid for the event. And we liked about Omaha was the energy. The people have been amazing. The city has been very accommodating. We think we have a very dynamic course that our athletes are going to very much appreciate. And I think it's just generally the, the heart and soul of the city and this community that really embraced us. And so, therefore, we decided to bring our whole ecosystem here. And those 5,000 people usually wow. bring a family member or two. So we're going to have about 10,000 hungry people coming here in August. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, because Omaha people, that's one thing they do. They support they support everything that comes to Omaha. And our friend Michelle yeah, no, Bandor, so. who runs, I, I was taken back by how she's explained. I never knew this, how triathletes travel. I mean, that's just part of it. You guys go from race to race around the country. What a big deal it is to be in one. So this, absolutely, I understand. People are going to come for this from all around. You know, there's a lot of social energy. There's friends. Really, it's part of their lifestyle. So they're meeting their friends from around the country to have kind of one big party and a triathlon might break out. Okay. Now, where oh, will the oh, where nice. will the worlds be? So people are going to compete to make Team USA. Then where are the worlds? The worlds are in the Netherlands. Wow. Uh, when is that? 2017. Okay. Okay. Wow. wow. This is fantastic and exciting. That's oh, a lot smart. of that's people. A... I mean, that's just a whole lot of whole lot of running. <laughs> that's just. <laughs> we have to admit, none of us run. No. no. <laughs> well, none of us run yet. Right. So yeah. the the beauty about this event as well is we've created a special community wave. Okay. For those that 
might be intimidated into a national championship, will still have the opportunity to experience the same caliber of race. Okay. So I expect to see you two out here, and we're going to bring in Molly from Chicago to, to yeah, join us as well. <laughs> I mean, I, I always see runners on the way to work, you know, in the morning. It seems like everyone's running in groups, and I just, I mean, maybe, and we, like Jeff had said up there, we're, we're waiting, when is that moment going to happen, you know, and... I just got to get past the lazy. That's the hardest part for me. That you know, whole lazy part. Get off part. the couch. You know, I, I think yeah. I think that's happened. I feel the energy right now. Now this, oh. the inspiration is coming. Right, we're oh. going to go for a run after this. Now, yeah. Barry, Barry, you've got an Omaha connection. What is that? You you lived here once? Yeah, I lived here for eleven years back in the eighties and early nineties when the triathlon was very big here. In fact, I can remember swimming in Candlewood Lake. Okay. And oh, uh, yeah. biking out north on 132nd. That's awesome. And yeah, it was terrific. That's oh, how wow. I learned to skate on Candlewood. Like really? hockey, and my sister lives right by Absolutely there. Absolutely beautiful. Really so we're proud you guys are back. So where will the, the swimming will be down in Carter Lake? In, in we're, Carter we're, Lake. we got a two-state swim, Nebraska okay. and Iowa, which we're excited about. Oh, yeah, because it's right there. Carter Lake is. Um, how, yeah. lo- how long is that swim? The Olympic distance swim is uh, 1.5K, so almost a mile. That's a so mile of swimming. That's we, a lot we, of swimming. We swim a mile, we bike 40K, say so 25 miles, and we run a 6.2 10K run for the Olympic distance. And the sprint distance is the next day is half that distance. Okay. Those, those, all right, there's two different uh, levels. Two different distances, we'll correct. That's okay. quite a bit. So where will, that, where will the bike go? Where are they headed? Out west? Yeah, well, it goes actually north, okay. past like uh, NP Dodge Park, okay. mm-hmm. Homo Park, and then there's oh, a little hill up there. That, uh, oh, yeah, oh, it's wow. tiny. Go all you the way that, that hill. <laughs> Davis, I think it's called Davis Mountain Hill or yes. something like that. All the way up toward Homo Park, up into that, you and then it. wind it, and then so and the then huge finishes. And all those roads are going to be closed. Okay, gonna close. that's going to be no traffic. Okay, and. Um, yeah, big finish. I can already see the drone footage that we'll have for this, oh, right? Chasing beautiful. that event. Well, we're going to have a let's call, we're going to have the fastest competition up the hill, and, and really created that hill for an opportunity for Michelle to excel. All right, Michelle. Michelle's doing this. Are Michelle's you gonna, yeah, I was going to say, is Michelle going to be, because she is our, uh, I mean, talk about a triathlete. Michelle, wow. you're doing this, right? You're going to run this, it? right? Yes, I qualified already, so it's such an honor to do this race in my hometown. I did. I went last year to Milwaukee, and I was saying that you know you feel like a superstar. They really roll out the red carpet for you, and it's it, it is a little intimidating and humbling at the same time because they're the best of the best of your triathletes, and I just like to see the strong women in my age group, and it really inspires me because they're amazing. You know, they're so fast and so good. So I'm just really honored to be a part of it. Well, and I know? just remember you explaining how when you were first getting involved, how you guys travel just to volunteer at triathlon events that the community, you yeah, know, you, you put your time in before you even get to race. You do, and you make friends with people all over the country. You know, I have some dear friends who live in Colorado and Arizona, and so we get to travel and see each other, and we, we plan our race seasons and kind of make a little mini vacation out of it. And you just meet the community is so strong and so supportive. You know, people might think it's selfish because it's just you, but you make friends, and everyone's so encouraging. You know, they, they inspire you and really encourage you to do your best. And it's, it, it is a team effort, to be honest. And plus, you know, you're representing the USA here and, you know, nationals. You're, you're representing our country, which is so cool. That's right here awesome. in Omaha. So this wow. is USA Triathlon. It's going to be here August 13th and 14th down at Carter Lake. So, um, wow, this is... What do people do if they want to get involved? If they want to race, they want to volunteer, what do they do? 
they go on usatriathlon.org, they can access okay. the, the, the race entree, and they can uh, volunteer as well through our website. So I, I think one thing real quick is, Michelle, is a very good point. People get in triathlon to change their life, to overcome all sorts of obstacles, add a lot of purpose and meaning, but ultimately they're really here because of the people. I think our community is... It's very consistent with, I think, the ethos of what's in Omaha as well. Okay. All right. Uh, how long does the race uh, last? How long does it take, roughly, would you say? The, the winners of the Olympic distance are slightly under two hours and the sprint under an hour. Okay. Wow. And I assume you guys got some great community sponsors involved in this. We've got some great people involved. Okay. Um, we're excited you guys are coming here to you take guys part. Are, you guys are running through TD Ameritrade? Is that the deal? The turnaround and the Olympic distance is right through the, the stadium, TD Ameritrade, through correct? Through the stadium. That's okay. so cool. All right. Thank we're you. We're excited. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you guys in August. Happy training. <laughs> Get in touch Thanks. with Michelle. And, we'll, uh, we'll at least be holding the little water cups. <laughs> I'm really good we're at cheering gonna, on. We'll good. start there. Cheering. I'm very good at like the planning the post-run brunch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, you're committed, Molly. We'll, okay. we'll have everybody right. engage.
And it seems like everybody like has that thing where it's like the swimming. It's like, well, at least you get it out of the way first. Or like my friend was like, I don't like biking. And it's like waiting for me in the middle. It's just so funny. I'm like, well, then just don't do it. It seems like a lot of hassle. Yeah, the mental game seems as impressive as the physical. Keep keep it going. Compartmentalizing that part. Yes. Like, I hate this swimming, but keep going, keep going, because the biking's next, and I'm really good at that. Like, I only got 25 miles of biking, and I love running. Jeez. Saying that sounds. I know. Yes. Hey George, thanks for checking in, man. It's good hearing hey, your voice, yeah, buddy. Guys, have a great day. Hey, George. All right, take care, bud. You know Eddie Izzard, who we love, uh, the comedian. Yeah. He just did this crazy deal: twenty-seven marathons in twenty-seven days. I saw, I saw that. That's a uh, wow. And this I'm is like, what sparked that? us to say: When do we get? Where's that bug bite him? I mean, when did Eddie Izzard, of all people, who you're like, I mean, remember he, when we saw him at the uh, Orpheum? He was yes. he was Skinny, injured. Right? Was he, oh, yeah, remember? he, he, came got, out? he tried to do it, uh, or yeah, he came out and he's like, I've hurt, I hurt myself. And like, so he said he was on drugs. To be honest, he was like, I'm on like a codeine or a Percocet. Yeah. Percocet. Wow. So he said he was a little goofy. But he had gotten hurt. So like, I thought, I'm like, is Eddie Izzard kind of getting older and frail? Good no, Lord. I think it's because he's doing stuff like running 27 marathons every day for 27 days. I, that's, that's not insane. good for your body. Well, I he mean, did it, though. So, All right, what's going on in celebrity news, Molly? Okay, so in celebrity news, D- Justin Bieber is saying no. No, no. Um, so I, uh, he is uh, saying no to doing any of the <laughs> meet and greets, the $2,000 meet and greets. They've called it quits for the rest of the tour. 114 dates worldwide, and Justin Bieber is just saying it's too draining mentally, physically. He like says that you know he loves me, he loves everybody, all of his fans. But, uh, you know, he is not into spending, I guess, time. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the money, and he's giving all the money back. Uh, Harrison Ford telling young Han Solo hopefuls, don't do it. He's telling them that uh, first it seems like everything's going swimmingly, and then you spend 25, 30 years, and then they just let you go. I mean, he was joking around. He was on Ellen DeGeneres, and he was just talking about how after, after all these years that he's committed to the franchise, they just, they just you know, threw him out the door. Why is, he doing, all the, why is he doing all this press? I don't know. I thought the same thing, too, because they're done. Is it to, put, to plug the future Indiana Jones? I think so, maybe. I mean, he's fu- I mean, it's weird because he's usually super private. It takes forever to, like, get him out. So I guess uh, they have planned a Han Solo origin story, which will find a younger actor taking on the role that he made famous in the Star Wars franchise, and it's slated for release May 25th, 2018. Dude, he's oh, wow. Harrison Ford's pretty lucky. I mean, I think he would have been an interesting cat if acting ended a long time ago, but yeah. remember, he George Lucas does American Graffiti with Harrison Ford in it. He says, I'm not going to cast anyone else that I've ever used before. It's all unnamed actors. The only reason Harrison Ford becomes Han Solo is because he's a carpenter. Seriously, reframing yeah, right. uh, Lucas's office, and he had him read screen tests with the other actors. Like, well, I know you, Harrison, so why don't you sit down and help Carrie Fisher do her screen test? And he got comfortable with looking at him on camera and was like, you know, I said I wasn't going to use him or anyone from graffiti, but I like him. He fits. He casts him as Han Solo, and then, Man. my God, from there he gets Indiana Jones. He gets yeah. he almost didn't do several. it because he's like, well, I get paid more as a carpenter. As a carpenter. <laughs> 
I just got a text from Michelle Bandor. I got it. I got it backwards. It's not that she loves running. She doesn't love running. She loves swimming and biking. Okay. So it's the All running right. that's waiting for at the end that she can't. Oh, so that's gonna be the hardest part. To I know. know. It's at the very end. You're like, and now the part I hate. Okay. You, is that what you're supposed to save the worst for last, right? You'd I hope. So. No, you save the best for last. Yeah, that's what I hope. The part that you like, because you know, you get through all that, and you're like, okay, now I get to look forward. As Vanessa Williams said it best, <laughs> save the, the best, best for last. last. <laughs> oh God, there's pictures out there. <laughs> the big party show. They're really funny in the morning. Hilarious, man.